one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, Stephen Finn joined us in the studio, the former England yeah, bowler. Good now chat with Sussex, him. played yes. in the 100, loves Watford. He was good yeah. form, wasn't he? He was on good form. He That's probably because I didn't mention Cup. he went for 51 or 15 balls. In yeah, until he exactly <laughs> shut him up. Um, also, uh, we spoke to a guy called Clive Thorne. You don't know him now, but you will in the future because he's going to be a superstar. He was struck uh, by the ball uh, at a Yeovil-Weymouth game last night and he's gone majorly viral globally. So he will be de- getting that... Invite a Kuala Lumpur to go and be on a TV show, then repeatedly getting hit in the head with a ball <laughs> on a quiz show. But uh, anyway, he was a nice man. And uh, we were very lucky on Today of All Days to get hold of Steve Bruce to find out what he's yeah, going to do exclusive. next. Now he's left Newcastle. We had a chat and he had a rant about nothing. And uh, <laughs> here it all is. <laughs> Um, afternoon, Paul. Afternoon, everybody. Did you see Angelina, just before we got into football, Angelina Jolie's chin cuff that she was wearing? It's a bit of jewellery. I I, the chin cuff was new yeah, to me. Yeah, I've not yeah, heard no. about it before. I liked it. I, I've, I've ordered two for Moose. Have you? It looked good. I mean, I didn't look into it. One for each chin. You get the idea. I've there, got to be, oh, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, it was a bit of satire. I just thought you saw him in the, with that style. No. But... How does it work then, the chin cuff? I mean, what do you do? You just I've got no idea. It's do you attach completely it? Pointless. Does it stop your mouth going up and down, or is it? So, you know, just <laughs> no idea. To, just I just wanted to make that thing. joke. I don't okay, really yeah. care about it. Much. Yuri chin cuff. Come on. <laughs> and uh, talking to the moose last night during the game. Uh, Macaulay Bonner scored for Ipswich against Portsmouth. We'll be talking about that game. We are going to talk about that later, yeah. Moose uh, put out one of his My Good Friend photos. It looked like he was congratulating him from the goal. He was one, shaking his hand. Does he have a whole series, like if it's a goal, yeah. shaking his hand? If he's let one in, it's sort of Moose looking sort of quite He should have sad. one of them, like, jumping on their back <laughs> if they've scored a goal. That's asking a lot. Or a goal, consoling an arm round the goalkeeper. He could have, like, different pictures for each goal, <laughs> couldn't he? That would work very well. What a night of football. Was it 35 well, yeah. goals? Well, it uh, wasn't, but for me, what struck me was the highs and lows of a footballer's life. Oh, indeed, life. yeah. You've got uh, Griezmann, two goals, one of them absolutely sublime. That mm. touch was brilliant. Then he gets a red card. You've got Cato, who scores a brilliant goal, and he gets subbed at half-time. Yeah. So two with contrasting emotions. Very much so, John, yes. Um, it's, uh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Cole Palmer scoring uh, yeah. scoring such a young lad looking the part. Tremendous. And uh, they mm. just need an Emerson now, because they've had Paul Lake, obviously. <laughs> 
money, <laughs> and then they'll have the full they'll have the full set, won't they? You've got to sign an the, Emerson. The biggest shock of the night, though, for me was Peter Walton actually expressing an opinion. Yeah. I couldn't believe I was, it. I think he, he fell goes, off my chair. He, goes, that's he not... should be sent off. What? Yeah. No, he did it twice. <laughs> oh, no. I think, yeah, that... that he, I think he's having that fence creosoted <laughs> and he couldn't sit on it. No, what it was, he, he, he said... He, 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 he thought really the... The Atletico penalty sh- should have stood at the end. Well, I, thought, yeah, you know, I did too. Actually. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't well, enough wasn't there to overrule di- it. Wasn't a much difference, was it? But the referees, the, the, you're sick of this now. They go to the thing, and you know they're not going to sort of stick with their original view. They're yeah. just going to go with the VAR. And it's you know, I thought last night he looked at it a lot. It wasn't like one of those where <clears> he looked <throat> at it. And thought, oh, I've made a mistake. He looked at it a lot, and he thought. Well, I don't know if I made was, a mistake. Well, what he was thinking, was there enough contact for him to go down the way he did? And he obviously didn't. Whereas the Liverpool one was, was nailed yeah. on. That was a completely Oh, a no, it was a mad challenge yeah, yeah. by Hermoso. But, uh, yeah. But um, if he hadn't given it in the first place, you know, uh, they wouldn't have overruled it then. It's one of those, wasn't it? But, yeah, um, yeah very good result for City. Good for Liverpool. Shot for uh, Dortmund. That was a bit of a shooing, wasn't it? 4-0, poor result. 4-0, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, City roll on. But yeah, it's going to be hard <coughs> for them in that group because PSG, Mbappe's penalty at the yeah. end, blimey. Poor Stinker, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, terrible. Uh, but somebody else said it, but I, th- I wrote it down last night. The, get, the Liverpool game did remind me of the Brentford match. Mm. Yeah, Tony Cascarino was saying that on breakfast this yeah. morning, but it, I thought the same thing, you know, that... They look good going forward, but they looked also under pressure. So, yeah. you know, but still, they're, they're starting to play well. You feel they're getting back to their best, you know, in the last two weeks. What about your lot tonight, then? Difficult. Mm. Uh, they should mm. win. But um, Tuchel's right. You know, they're just not... I've said that to you all season. Chelsea yeah. aren't playing well. They, they've they played well in parts of games. Um they're not helping Lukaku at all. That's not working, and that's something he needs to sort out. But he's been complaining about player burnout. I think, well, can you have a word with Arsene Wenger? He thinks that's fine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Get him playing more World Cups, definitely. Um, I mean, we've got Stephen mm. Finn joining us, by the way, in the studio in about 20 minutes' time, mm. and uh, England are having another warm-up game today. Another confidence drainer. Yeah. Not going massively well. Not much joy for uh, Steve's old teammate, um, Owen Morgan, either. Mm. So we will talk about that. Owen Morgan, captain, saying... If I have to, I'll drop myself. And he got 10 runs, didn't he? Didn't go well. After a poor IPL. Well done to Scotland, though. Another fine victory. Yeah. And, uh, I was watching a bit, bit nervy at the end. We were on air while that yeah, unfolded. it was exciting. Yeah. I love that Papua New Guinea cap. I definitely want one of those. Where do you go about finding a Papua New Guinea World <laughs> well, Cup you have cap? to play for them. Have you so I've got a chance. Oh, OK. <laughs> I, think, I think that ship may have sailed. The producer and I have got a thing about Dan- <clears throat> Danny Morrison, yes. the commentator with a quite an annoying voice. Oh, OK, fair enough. Well, he's the on C- in C- about an hour, so You can tell him yourself. <laughs> no, not really. But he hasn't got a Seat Outros. <laughs> he probably, loves it, though. He probably hasn't. Well, he, I think he's told to love it. That's the way <laughs> it works. There was a great story yesterday we never got round to with Charlie. But this involves um, West Ham. Um, the little story in the sun said, West Ham took no chances with Mikel Antonio's hamstrings, sending their top doctor on uh, Jamaica duty. Antonio made his debut in the defeat mm. by Panama in Kingston last month. And West Ham's head of medical services, Richard uh, Collinge, um, was also there. Yeah, Richard was uh, on hand to make sure everything Tough was over. Okay. Oh, it? imagine that. <laughs> <clears throat> we just come in for a minute, Rich. Just yeah, take a seat. Doctor. You know, yeah. uh, Mikel has had all this trouble with his hamstrings. You know, we can't. So, well, just like you do, just are you prepared to go out of Jamaica? You haven't really got to do much. Just keep looking. At, just keep looking at his hamstring. You know, give him the odd rub. 
<laughs> Give him a rub maybe once or twice. A bit like that bloke searching people outside Spurs, the fellow with a beard. It'd be one of those. Just give him a slight rub. But uh, and imagine, I'd definitely go out there, yeah. But what a, that's not work, is it? Not really. Imagine, it must well, have been a know, great feeling. If he keeps him fit. Well, and he it, comes back and he's it clearly you know, worked. But well done, Richard. Yeah. What a love! What a lovely. Would have left that office punching the mm. air, wouldn't he? So stuff that wasn't really work. Uh, you can argue your case now. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TS Agent J. Great gigs along those lines. You can make us all jealous this afternoon. We're going to be talking Steve Bruce in a few moments. Uh, the players have been reacting, and mm. some of the fans. But we can't read those out, but. Um, you are, without a doubt, one of the most gentle people that I've ever met in the world of football, said Alan Submaximan. You have been a man of your word, a caring man and a fair man who never hesitated to protect us. I will never forget how you treated me, and for that I will be forever grateful. Yeah, look, he's a good football man. He's a good manager. <clears throat> he was up against it with <clears throat> Mike Ashley as his owner. You know, and so in the end, it was inevitable, really. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, the good news is we've, we got to Steve. We managed to get to Steve. Luke oh, got yes. to him just before he left. We got to him post. And we're very, very lucky because we're interested to know what he does next. So uh, he gave us a prepared state. He didn't want to answer questions. Yeah, so talk sport exclusive. Yes, talk sport exclusive. Oh, we're ready. We, got, we're, we don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, uh, just take it as ready it is. Here it is. Well, you know. Uh, Paul, Andy, thanks for your concern about my welfare. I have to say, uh, uh, I didn't see it coming. Uh, for all that, I've got plans in place and uh, I'm delighted to announce that in future I'm going to be bringing Striker, the musical, to the West End stage. It's uh, It's been a long time coming, lots of plans in the works and we're going to take over from the mousetrap because, frankly, to be brutally honest with you, I think it's been there long enough. So, Striker, the musical, will be coming soon to the West End and uh, I'll be starring as Steve Barnes because I, I feel, you know, fairly close to the role in many ways. And uh, Simon Jordan, I've asked him whether he would uh, take on the role of Eddie Carberry, uh, to which he's agreed, which I'm absolutely stoked about. And uh, it looks, at this moment, I'm yet to tie the deal up, but... I'm hoping to get it sponsored, the whole show, by Jaguar, who make a fantastic range of vehicles for all purposes. But uh, I'm hoping that I can avoid getting that complete ignoramus danter involved because he'll just make a complete joke out of it. So look forward to seeing you sitting in the stalls, boys. Striker, the musical. Coming soon. Well, something <laughs> well, I look forward that's to. That's exciting, isn't it? And in that time, you can write a couple more books about Defender, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, we just need more. Uh, we need striker. We need defender. More. We need more. Well, there's midfielder. Mid- midfielder, yeah. Goalie. Go- that's right. Full uh, back. Substitute. <laughs> substitute. Yeah. Uh, so this concussion there's, substitute. There's more, the sequel. There's, there's more. There's more books to be written. But striker, the musical, very exciting news. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. We're going to talk a bit of cricket now and football as well because our next guest uh, is a big Watford fan but we'll start with the cricket with the T20 World Cup under and England currently playing in a warm-up game Just been a wicket and run out New Zealand uh, Yep, so they're 81 for three and it was 164 Andy, wasn't it? We, we put yeah, on. they're, they're going to win <laughs> Yeah, you would think yeah. they are But anyway, joining us now to talk about that is the former England bowler who just moved from Middlesex after all these years to Sussex and uh, is uh, podcasting and doing live shows around the podcast as well Stephen Fing Hi Steve Good afternoon, thanks for having me A pleasure yeah. We'll kick off with the podcast. We're going to play a little section of it. So, yeah, tell us a bit more about it. 
Well, it's called um, Zero Ducks Given, and it's me, Toby Tarrant, and Dan Norcross, who are three cricket nuts, I suppose, just taking a light-hearted view on the cricketing world and a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of tangents that we that we do go down mm. that, that aren't necessarily planned. So, yeah, it's a bit of fun, and we've got a live show on the 13th of November um, in Leicester Square that you can buy tickets for, and, and it's going to be our first time doing that, so it's a bit of fun, really. A bit nervous, are you, yeah. doing, like, doing a live gig like that? Well, if no one turns up, I, I will be pretty <laughs> nervous. <laughs> we only sell 10% of the theatre, that'll be nerve-wracking. Mm. So if, if, you've got, if you've got a few square qu- uh, spare quid, then, uh, then stick your hands in your pockets. Yeah, Odeon Leicester Square on the 13th of November. You've done a bit of commentary, haven't you, as well? Yeah, mm. a little bit um, yeah. with uh, with the BBC. Yeah, it's been good fun actually. It's something gives you a different perspective on the mm. game. Actually, when you're involved and immersed <clears throat> in the game the whole time, you you have one perspective. But when you're able to take a step back and look from afar, you probably see far more things uh, than you would do when you're immersed in the game. So it's been good fun to do and and shuffling that around with playing over the last couple of years and. And a bit of commentary has also been fun. I suppose it's hardly that thing of you, you cross the divide. You've been on the receiving end of maybe not criticism, but comments from players are in the commentary box. And suddenly you're there having to do that to other players, in many cases, players that you know. Yeah, that, that's tricky. I've still got a lot of good friends. Um, and we're about to talk about the T20 World Cup, where a lot of my good friends are over there playing at the moment. But I think it's important for people to realise or um, the people who are commentating to realise that you have to take an objective approach and try and be constructive with what you say because often, I mean, I hear people talk and it's just pure criticism and, and offering no solutions. So I'd like to think that if I talk about the game, then um, I don't just go around um, being mean to people, mm. that I try and give something constructive on the back of it. Let's play a bit of the... I, I don't. No, Andy, you know, Andy, Andy is just unpleasant. Um, we will play a little... Bit of a clip from Zero Ducks Given. This is uh, Steve telling the story about a pre-Ashes camp before the 10-11 series. Jimmy Anderson broke a rib because Tris Tremlett punched him so hard in the rib. So one of the team building exercises was that, that everyone stood in a circle. It was like the ultimate show of hegemonic masculinity. Everyone stood in a circle and your name got called out and then your opponent's name got called out and you just had to punch each other. It was a below the shoulders... So you were only allowed to punch people below the shoulders, so you couldn't just chin someone. <laughs> and, um, and Jimmy drew Tremlett, broken rib. I drew, out of that Ashes squad, Ian who Bell. do you think? Monty Panasar. Monty Panasar. Monty Panasar is my, the person that I picked. Yeah. <laughs> who was shouting out the names? Because first of all, what bright spark fought on the eve of, a, of an important test series? Oh, let's throw up one of the greatest fast bowlers, if not the greatest fast bowler of all time, in with Chris Tremler. So now you're just there, just punching Monty in the ribs. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, you had like, it, I think it was a minute or two minutes. <laughs> and it was people just throwing haymakers into each other's ribs and you had to try and take it. Imagine if that was Chris Tremlett now, he'd kill you. He's yeah. about twice the size he was then. It'd be scary. It'd be like something out like of Mortal Kombat, wouldn't it? He would punches be. you and you disappear. Just, I'm not sure about team building exercises. Does that, what's he got to do with cricket, really? Well, that didn't. We almost lost our um, premier fast bowler on the eve of the Ashes due to a broken rib. Yeah, I think I was in there with Monty and initially we were a little bit cagey and then before you knew it, everyone's egging you on and, and you get the adrenaline and stuff and you're just throwing haymakers at each other. So it was strange and probably not ideal preparation for an Ashes series, um, but something about that trip in Germany, which a lot of the players who've been on it have talked about. Some mm. enjoyed it, some didn't. I think Graham Swan's been quite vocal about how little he enjoyed that. He thought he was going to Oktoberfest for 
four days and we ended up in a forest in Germany punching each other. Yeah, we saw that in The Edge, didn't we? I mean, that was a, a fascinating documentary about sort of life in that situation and that was, it was almost times two, I would think, for the guys still in in these COVID bubbles. I mean, it's it's a tough enough life being on tour, although people think, oh yeah, four-star hotels and all that, but they don't no, think no, of no, the practicalities of yeah, it. It's, it's a tough life when you're away for that long from your families, um, but bubbles must have made it even worse. I'm sure you've spoken to a lot of teammates about it yeah it's tricky because often when you're pursuing excellence which the guys do when they're playing for England you're pursuing perfection almost um, because of the scrutiny that comes with it um, the money that you get paid you realize that you're under absolute pressure to be or to try and be perfect the whole time and put the perfect game together so if you couple that with not being able to leave that environment um, and escape with your families like the problems that you saw about the players getting their families down to Australia for the Ashes series. I think that that makes the the job and the pressure doubly hard. Um, and I do believe that even since I've started playing, I made my international debut 11 years ago now, which makes me feel incredibly old, first <laughs> and foremost. But um, even in those 11 years, the pressure and the scrutiny and the media, um, the, the eyes that are on you have got a lot more and a lot harder. So, um, yeah, I feel for the guys who've been in these COVID bubbles. And, and I know it's really hard to understand, I think, sometimes when you hear them saying that it really is tough because it is a pleasure to play cricket for your country and represent your country on that stage. But there are also other pressures that come with it that, that maybe people don't see behind the scenes. You obviously played with Owen Morgan for a long time and you know him really well. It's interesting to hear him say, he was very honest, wasn't he, to say, I'm not playing well and if I feel I'm not good enough, I'm not going to pick myself, which is surprising. But what's happened to him? Because he's such a brilliant player. Yeah, I think he's a honest and humble man and there would have been a, an element of humility in that comment, I think, in saying that he's prepared to drop himself. I don't believe that's the right decision to make because even in the IPL, in exactly the same conditions as we're seeing here that they're going to encounter in the T20 World Cup, he pretty much captains his team into the final. And I think that that leadership and guidance is something that can't be underestimated. Um, and also, he's a guy who's played international cricket for 12 or 13 years now. He's in his mid-30s. He knows how to prepare. And when the pressure is on, he's someone who, more often than not, over the last 13 years, has stood up and delivered. So I've absolutely no doubt that he is the right person to lead the team through this World Cup and play an important part in scoring the runs that, he, that everyone knows he's capable of. You've seen him in periods of his career, probably, for you know at, at club level and beyond. Maybe a little bit out of Nick. What's his way of working through it? Um, he's a very calm man. I think when you hear him speak, he's quite astute and um, precise about the way that he um, talks and articulates himself, which I think is an outstanding um, attribute to have as a captain. And his approach to his batting is the same. He'll tick the boxes that he feels he needs to tick. Um, he His captaincy is uh, is one has been really impressive and I think one of the features of the England one day side over the last six years um, is about always being on the front foot and taking a positive option and not dying wandering I suppose and he encourages that of his team which has meant that we've seen them win the 50 over World Cup reach the last T20 World Cup final and now they go into this tournament as one of the favourites they're not necessarily showing that in their warm-up games mm. so far but um, I'm sure that once the pressure is on um, they will be one of the favourite teams in the tournament. So his approach to his captaincy is batting a very similar and, and I don't think we'll see him go into his show. You tend not to play warm-up games against 
um, the teams you're playing the tournaments. They but might I mean, win this one now. They're 87 for five. Yeah. <laughs> but know. I mean, do you think it's a good idea? We spoke to Matt Maynard about this yesterday. He thought it was. Andy, you were less sure. You thought it could be a bit of a morale killer. It's a bit but, of a confidence drainer. But, 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 but I suppose know, in this situation, there's not much you can do, is there? Really, all the teams are out there ready to play, and they need to play each other. I suppose. Yeah, that's it. Generally, before a World Cup, I think you play teams that would be in the other group to mm. you. So you might play against someone in the warm-ups that you might encounter later on in the tournament. So it's a bit of a scouting mission, first and foremost. It's a bit of tinkering because they'll still be trying to find their absolute final 11. They'll be giving people opportunities in these games to be able to um, put their hand up and make a real claim to be part of that team in the first game next week. So um, I wouldn't read too much into this. And actually, as we've been sat here, I think they've took a couple of quick wickets Mm. and um, and have turned the game on its head. And, and cricket in the subcontinent, which the UOE is uh, subcontinental conditions, it's about 40 degrees hot, the wickets are dry. It means that things in the game can happen quickly. So, um, yeah, the, the fact that they can look dead and buried and, and out of it and then all of a sudden turn it around mm. and, um, and turn the game on its head like they are here. Stephen Finn's with us in the studio. Uh, we'll chat more. We'll talk a bit of Watford. We'll find out what the 100 was like to play in and we'll continue talking England ahead of the World Cup. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Stephen Finn, uh, the England bowler in the studio with us. Um, you can go and see him in Zero Ducks Given. Uh, they are live at the Odeon Leicester Square on the Saturday the 13th November. It's uh, Stephen uh, Dan Norcross and Toby Tarrant and you can download the podcast as well. Um, we're going to talk a bit of Watford later on. That's his team. Um, but where shall we go next then? Well, we do a little bit about the 100 because you played in it mm. and uh, I think we thought it was fun. But did you think it worked? Yeah, well, I, th- I thought it did. We were 
lucky enough to play in the inaugural men's game, the Manchester Originals against the Oval Invincibles. And the, um, the the crowds were a bit different to what you'd usually find. I mean, I'm used to playing for Middlesex at Lords, where the uh, the crowd is pretty placid. It can be boisterous sometimes, but it's not fully behind the Lords team or the Middlesex team mm. because um, because there's so many people from the city come to watch and entertain clients and stuff there. Um, one thing that I really felt with the Manchester team was that, that the whole crowd was behind you and on your side. So if you did something well, they were screaming and shouting for you. And then if you did something badly, it was like <laughs> pin drop silence, which you're not really used to at Lords because um, everyone's happy the whole time. But yeah, and aside from that, the cricket I thought was a really high standard considering even the fact that some of the best players in the world who were meant to come over and play didn't because of COVID. Even with that, the, the young English talent that we saw coming through and some of the people who made a name for themselves, I think, in the men's game was amazing. And then also the women's game, I thought, benefited no end from having the exposure mm. of playing in front of the big crowds, playing um, as the primary game. The first game of the tournament was the women's game. Um, and, and I think it's done. their game's come on leaps and bounds as a result of it, which can only be a good thing. Yeah. And uh, Livingston had a wonderful tournament and he's playing today and it'd be great if he comes off in the World Cup because he's, he's incredible to watch when he comes off. Yeah, it's phenomenal, isn't it? He's so powerful. I mean, that six that he hit at uh, Headingley, I know that was an international game, not in the 100, but it's about 120 metres. Mm. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't hit my driver that far, I don't think, if I, <laughs> if I tried. He's, you stood on the ground at Headingley and look up and you think, that's just such a humongous hit. And I think he's one of those guys who actually fits into the mantra of the Owen Morgan England style of play he just doesn't hold back and if he's going to go down he's going to go down on his terms which I think is a great way to play T20 yeah. cricket Did you find yourself in hundred sort of forgetting what game we were playing with you sort of carried on to looking to bowl another ball and stuff like that or? <laughs> A couple of times it mm. was funny I, I never got asked to bowl 10 in a row which I was glad for I might have needed a defibrillator <laughs> after that if I'd have um, had to bowl 10 in a row but yeah the, once you got the flow of the game the first couple of games were a bit funny getting used to bowling five balls and then staying at the same end and not switching around but then as you went through the tournament and people got a feel for how the game was being played and the ebbs and flows of that I think that it flowed actually really well mm. we had a chat with uh, Matt Maynard as we said yesterday the Glamorgan coach former England player and uh, we, we were sort of talking about this idea of of the trip to Australia you were part of a, a side that, that won in Australia in the ashes um, and he was making the point that in some ways uh, not with everything so open up it might be kind of better because you maybe encountered it yourself when you're there wherever you go out people are remind you of how terrible you are and you're a pom and you're going to get beat 5-0 <laughs> and he said that maybe in some ways may take the pressure off because the boys aren't able to do that in quite the same way yeah, I mean, it, it can be a pretty brutal place. I think I've experienced both ends of it. So I went there in 10-11 with the team and we played really, really well. Right from the second we set foot on Australia, we won the warm-up games, we went to the first test, we got behind the game, we fought really hard to get back into it. And actually, one thing that Australians respect, I think, is people standing up and fighting and playing hard, good, strong cricket against Australia and not taking a backward step. So um, as we went through that, series and we ended up winning and then we got ahead of the series and then we won it they actually turned on their own so the the newspaper that got slipped under your door on uh, on boxing day was welcome to melbourne poms and then the newspaper that got slipped under your door on the 27th which is after we bowled them out for 90 and then we're 150 for one was uh was sacked the entire australian team <laughs> they're all useless so they flipped so quickly down there so i experienced it that way which was great fun because whenever you went to a bar 
they all loved you or you went for a coffee they loved you but I've also been there when we lost 5-0 yeah. 4-0, 5-0 uh, you know it all blurs into one when you're losing <laughs> that many games but um, that really did become a grind because it's really hard to go out and escape the game because every time you do go out um, people will gladly tell you how bad you are at cricket. Mm. Have you ever bowled to Labuschagne? Have you ever bowled him? I have actually, yeah, a few times in both first class. Habit, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he can be frustrating to bowl to because <laughs> he makes all these like gesticulates towards you, and he's one of those guys that if you do let it get into your bubble, uh, you hear cricketers talk about that a lot. Now, you, your own personal bubble that you try and remain mm. in control of when you're playing. Mm. He's the sort of guy who his mannerisms could frustrate you if you were a bowler. Um, uh, luckily he scored some runs but not a whole heap of runs against me when he was playing for Glamorgan mm. against Middlesex um, so I didn't have to encounter them for too long um, but yeah on a, on a long hot day in Australia um, he's the sort of guy who could book himself in uh, and make life really hard work you no run he gets yeah Everyone. no run that's there drives you that, the little <laughs> sequence here is fantastic so how are you feeling about this this Ashes I mean we're shorn of some quick bowling and we're hoping that the signs are that Ben Stokes is is sending stuff out that might suggest he could be involved at some stage. So does that make you feel a bit more hopeful? Um, it does. I think Australia, again, it's a very tough place to play, but also they're not as strong as they have been in the past. I know they've got some batting greats there in Labuschagne and Smith, um, but you look outside of those two and you see some vulnerability for the England bowlers to um, try and exploit. They've got a captain, Tim Payne, who's not scored that many runs um, you know who it's possible if they do lose a couple of games people could turn on him um, and then they've got some amazing bowlers I really love actually I hope England win but I love watching the Australian bowlers bowl Hazelwood Cummins mm. I think they're yeah. fantastic Cummins. to watch bowl um, and Stark's not bad Stark, no Stark's very very good but I just think Hazelwood and Cummins the, the relentless pressure mm. that they put on England in the 2019 Ashes series was some of the finest fast bowling that I've seen and as a fast bowler Myself, I can really, really appreciate that when I watched it. Um, but as you say, Ben Stokes coming back to, um, or potentially coming back, given mm. the hints that he's given on social media, yeah. which is interesting for England fans. And that'll be really making some England fans excited, seeing him hit balls and bowl balls at a decent intensity, um, still a long way away from that first Ashes test, I think will we'll give people some hope that potentially that he will play some part in the series. And, and I do see him as a real key component with the balance of the team that you need in Australia, having that fifth bowling option um, as Ben Stokes batting at number five or six is really important. Um, but even without him, I think that it's going to be a competitive series. Mm. We should talk Watford finally very quickly. And uh, how are you feeling about life? Ranieri, back. I mean, it was a tough, tough start, wasn't it? <laughs> Playing Liverpool anyway. Yeah, tough start for him. 5-0. Um, I didn't actually watch the game. I was in Bath this weekend watching rugby. But um, yeah, I get the notifications on my phone. It's you didn't like, miss much. No. <laughs> From your point of view. <laughs> no, that's it. My mum's a season ticket holder and she texts me saying Salah scored one of the best goals I've ever seen live. Yeah, so great, at yeah. least she got to see that. But yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Watford and the model that they have in um, being able to rotate the head coach, but everything else sort of stays the same underneath him. Um, with someone like Ranieri there, you hope that he can come in and, and give some of his in individuality that has made him a successful manager over the years. Um, I saw he celebrated his 70th birthday today mm. on social media. So hopefully 
at the weekend the boys can give them a present of some sort um, with a few points on the board yeah um, so well, look good luck with the podcast Zero Ducks given and, and the live gig Saturday uh, 13th of November at the Odeon Leicester Square you can get tickets from Ticketmaster and uh, yeah good luck at Sussex you've been at Middlesex what about 16, 17 years mm. I would imagine haven't you a long time yeah, yeah almost part of the furniture but not quite um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to get down to the south coast um, I experienced it a few times this summer when I went down to meet the guys and get in amongst the team about what a really family orientated um, club that it is a real great bunch of guys down there and some exciting players and a, a pretty different project to to Middlesex um, and hopefully can try and impart some of the experience, both good and bad, on the younger guys down there and put in some performances myself to um, propel us to, uh, now that they've changed it to two divisions, to get out of that second division of the county championship and back into the first. Excellent. You've been a good luck charm for England. 98 for seven now, New Zealand, while we've been Going chatting. Well. So uh, <laughs> they may, yeah, they, they've turned this one around. But good to see you, Steve. Thanks for coming Thanks. in. Thank you. Stephen Finn there. Um, still to come this afternoon. We're going to chat in a moment to a guy called Clive Thorne. You may not know him, but you may know him if you're on social media. And I know you've seen this, Steve. The, the steward who got hit with a Yeovil penalty last night. It was a penalty shootout. Tremendous. And he, got, he, he got caught with one didn't he the back of the head and this guy has no idea he's gone viral at all <laughs> he doesn't know that anybody's talking really? about it yeah right. no one has well we were told him a few minutes ago so we'll see if he's recovered and we'll chat to him uh, very he's shortly he's probably got an agent now he probably has he'll be on he'll be on Celebrity <laughs> Big Brother won't he the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport we bring you something of an exclusive here on Talk Sport oh, yeah Talk Sport exclusive because um, overnight, our next guest has gone viral. We didn't realise that till we called him. But uh, he <laughs> was the... You've probably seen today, if you're on any kind of social media or beyond, it's on a number of websites, a penalty taken by Yeovil against Weymouth in the FA Cup. Badly struck, uh, misses it completely, and uh, hits the steward, who's just kind of wandering along, kind of half looking at the crowd, half looking at what's going on. Well, more looking at the crowd like they're supposed to be doing. He doesn't well, realise it's coming. He's on the half turn. Uh, he's on the half turn just as it hits him but it doesn't seem to help him because the hat goes everywhere the old headset goes everywhere and well done to our top team they've tracked him down uh, the steward uh, and it's Clive Thorne and he joins us now good afternoon Clive hello how are you well how are you more importantly you you wore one last night how are you feeling I'm fine yeah I'm back at work as normal <laughs> Brilliant. So, well, look, talk us through it. I mean, like, you are a Weymouth fan, so you, uh, so we saw in yeah. your reaction that even though you'd been hit with the ball, your first thought was, "Oh, they've missed," and you you celebrated, celebrated with yeah. the crowd. Yeah, it's, I, I was I, I sort of thinking about. It. I wasn't actually sure who took the penalty, but realised it was a Yeovil penalty, so I was glad. Yeah, and did it um, did it hurt? I mean, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I'm supposed. Was it full in the face, top of the head? Where did it catch you? It's basically on the side of the head, Ooh. sort of mm. eye level. Oh, not good, is it? Really? No, not good. No, no. but I mean, I've been. I've, I'm still playing football myself, so I think oh, the training and everything else is, um, you know, strength would be muscles oh. in that in, the, in that area. How old are you, Clive? Sixty-two. Sixty-two, still turning out. That's 62. good. Yeah. Tremendous. Who do you play for? Yeah. Uh, Weymouth Cougars. Oh, okay. And um, Weymouth uh, Cougars, that's uh, a good uh, name. Weymouth Cougars, team. that's a brilliant yeah. name for a team. And uh, how long have you been? Is it, are you in the vets? Or are you, are you play no, with No, it's, a, it's, a, a, it's called Dorset Ability Counts League. Oh, okay. Right. And basically it's for um, people with disabilities from hearts 
to physical disabilities and that. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, great. So you're still turning out. So, stewarding. Yeah, I've been a goalkeeper now for 50 years. Goalkeeper? Oh, Save oh, one with the side of your head. Like surprised you didn't night. get a hand to it then, Clive, really. So, <laughs> pushed it away. Actually, it got me completely by surprise. Yeah, no, it did. There's no way. No keeper could have stopped that, I think the phrase no. is. Really. So, when you're doing your stewarding, it's difficult, isn't it, not looking at the game? I mean, you're supposed to look at the crowd. You were looking at the crowd doing your job, but it's hard, isn't it? It is. It's very hard because especially when your team's doing well, you know, you want to see the goals. But, you know, being a big crowd that we had last night, it's uh, my responsibility because I'm in charge at that end of the ground as a senior steward. Um, that's my job to keep an eye on the crowd. They need trouble. It could develop. Yeah. The, the, the Yeovil fans, though, despite the fact they'd missed the pen, didn't really seem to care. They thought it was... They, they didn't think they it was, enjoyed it. They thought well, it was quite funny, didn't they? Yeah, they loved it. And I've got so many... Um, are you okay from them? You know, how are you? Are you feeling okay? And all this lot, which I like to thank them for. It was absolutely brilliant. You know? Yeah. So, yes, you didn't realise you, you, you're a bit of a viral sensation. Millions of people no, probably no, today have seen all. this clip around the world. No, not at all. I've just, I heard my son said it to me, but I haven't had a chance to, um, <laughs> to look at it because I've been driving. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you're a bus driver, is that right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and no one's no. Obviously, they're going to start recognising you soon on the back. Yeah, you're not that bloke who. Uh, no one. Has, yeah. Has anybody recognised you yet? Not yet. No, because uh, most of our passengers on this route are sort of the elderly and not into football. Most of them. Oh, okay. It's going to happen in the end. You're going to start getting off. You might become a target now for losing yeah. forwards. They've already heard. My colleagues at work have already seen it and heard about it. Yeah. It's the sort of thing they'd ask you to go on a Japanese game show so they can see if they can catch you unawares. You'll probably be flying around the world first class. The nature of the internet is going to shock us all, this, Clive. You're going to become an international superstar. It was quite, I was quite amazed when I was, um, well, your lads that told me it's, it's gone viral. So. Yeah, no, it is. It's, I mean, I'm looking at it now. It's had, you know, millions of views globally. Incredible. So, uh, well, I, well, the important thing is you're all right. And, and sadly, yeah. though, um, Weymouth lost and they're out of the cup. But only on penalties. Only on penalties. Well, that's all right then, Yeah, it? it doesn't really count. No, so that's uh, true. That's <laughs> very true. Well, look, all the best, Clive. Thanks for joining us. Keep playing as well, keeping you 62 years young. And, and, and uh, yeah. yeah, we look forward to seeing you on Celebrity uh, Big Brother. <laughs> I certainly will. Thanks a lot. Cheers, then. There we are, Clive Thorne, the steward, hit with the Yeovil pen. Might be on Strictly to get a few more injuries. Yeah, they could do. What about that? Late, coming off the bench. Yes, that were, Ugo Monya's back hasn't improved, so joining us now, Clive Thorne, the steward, hit with the ball in the Weymouth Yeovil game. Well, I've, I've seen, wouldn't be the worst book. It wouldn't be. Had. No, he might get the old celebrity barge gig. He could be one of those. He might find himself on the old, you know. Could work out very well for him. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Sri Lanka could be in a bit of trouble here. Two for one at yeah. the moment. They're in danger of not qualifying the way things are going. Good, the team really? won it. In the... They had a big turnover of great mm. players, though, that have kind of dr- dropped away, really, hasn't it? They're not the team they were in this format. So. No, they're just not. It's Which is why shame. they're having to kind of pre-qualify. But anyway, we will talk to all their great players, you yeah. know, the years, so it's difficult. Um, just before the show started, uh, Will Gavin, uh, TalkSport 2, and of course appears on TalkSport as well, yeah. American football expert, came in to tell us about this story, which is quite exciting, that mm. Malcolm Jenkins of the New Orleans Saints has bought a minor- minority share in Burnley. 
yes, I know. That's oh, great, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Meanwhile, John Ketley has taken a stake in the Buffalo Bills. Is, I don't know if you know <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Apparently. We may be speaking to Malcolm, hopefully. We're going to try and... Our people are trying to speak to his people. Mm. My youngest lad's been in touch. He's big. He's a big fan of Flovers. He had no idea they were coming on. Oh, he, he knows exciting. some of their back catalogue, if only I'd known. So, uh, <laughs> so there we are. We've got an autographed album for I would have... Well, they, if they, they bring an album out, I'm sure they'll do that. Uh, now, t- uh, we mentioned earlier on that we were lucky to hear from Steve Bruce who's going to do Striker the Musical. Mm. But um, uh, Andy Garner says, what about Steve should do it? His next book should be called The Takeover. It would be good, wouldn't it? I mean, behind the scenes of what goes <laughs> That's on. That's a very good idea, actually. Uh, Flovers, the boys were just offering uh, free beer. Go along their gig in um, well, Stone Newington. No. They weren't offering free beer. No. They <laughs> offered a pint to someone. But Craig yeah. said, That's Alan and Ray having just changed their plans for this evening. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we went to the gig last night. Alan will be telling us tomorrow on breakfast. Talking of Ray, uh, I don't know, on, of course, it was so typically Arsenal. On uh, Monday night, you know the late oh, equaliser. Oh yeah, Palace very unlucky there. I thought they deserved to win the game, and uh, <laughs> I had to text Mike Bovell though because we had a thing when Mike used to be a reporter of football, which he was for many years. Yeah, they'd often send him to the Emirates, and oh, I'd be going for a run on a Saturday afternoon. Arsenal either be losing or be drawing, and the, the number of times I got so sick of it. Goal at the Emirates, Mike Bovey. Oh, yeah. no. And you knew which way it had gone. Way didn't gone. You? Which way has it gone? You know, so, so I had to text him. I said, That was a classic goal at the Emirates, Mike Bovey no, moment. It, it, it certainly was. Yeah, he was needed there, wasn't he? Definitely. And uh, Les Holt has written to the Sun, as oh, he often okay. does yeah, at yeah. least four times a week. Mm. I've, I've volunteered to be to just basically be on the floor where the letters come in and shred them, but they don't <laughs> they don't want to. Okay. He says um, against Leicester. Well, they never add anything against Leicester City at the weekend. Manchester United with Shambola. Yes, thanks, Les. We all saw that. How much longer will the Borden fans tolerate this? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is out of his depth as manager. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. What's the point? <laughs> really, what's the point of that letter in any shape or form? Okay. And um, this is it. I love, another thing I've got an obsession about is head, when they explain a headline. Mm-hmm. So uh, today there was a piece about the fact that Newcastle fans may be b- prevented from wearing Saudi headgear, as some people think it's Well, no, just, uh, Fletcher's just been telling us. They've asked them not to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's yes. offensive. No. And uh, and the headline was Nuki Frown, you see, and uh, says, the spectacle around the area, fame for its Newcastle brown out. Yes! <laughs> Don't have to put that he, in. Yeah, we know Yes, he is like is. this off air. He's just, basically, it's no difference. He's just, this <laughs> That's is, ridiculous. He's not, he's, this is what he does. He does this off air as well. I know it's hard to believe, isn't it? Oh, really? Stevens from Lisbon. I don't mean the one in Portugal. Yeah. He says uh, a few years ago, uh, a friend asked me, "Would I mind travelling to Cheltenham to collect his brand new 170,000 pound mm. V12 Aston Martin and drive it to the ferry in Scotland and bring it back to Belfast?" Yeah, he said, I couldn't do it quick enough. Not really a job. This is off the back of the West Ham physio. I had to go to Jamaica with Mikel Antonio to keep an eye on his troublesome hamstrings. What a lovely gig. Fantastic. So keep telling us about those not really work stories. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J. Do you have uh, anything else? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, now I know you haven't seen Squid Games yet, but it is this sensational programme. Well, yeah. Not and according it, to John Rawlin, the fine boxing well, commentator. If I take his review, I won't be watching. John's it. wrong and uh, <laughs> very very wrong. And uh, and there's of course all sorts of merchandise. This show's huge. I mean, it's it's Netflix's leading show in ninety countries. John. And even you may not like it, but obviously oh, okay. a lot of people oh, do. Blimey, okay. Yeah, oh, I like enough. it. It's a good programme. Right. You can get the tracksuit now for, for the people who are playing the game. Uh, you can get the outfit for the people who are running the are game. Are you going to be buying all this? 
it's also about to become a reality as a firm in Australia is seeking 2,000 contestants to take part in a real-life version minus the executions. Yeah. <laughs> you think, well, there's no point. That's the whole point of the thing, isn't it? It's the jeopardy. Well, I don't know about the idea of there's no point. I mean, I don't think you can... You no, can, no. Yeah. no. The whole point of Squid Games is this jeopardy about yeah. around these games. These Basically, otherwise, they're just child games. They're just children's games. That's what yeah. they are. And, uh, it's a bit like playing... Um, Bit like playing Quidditch when you can't fly, isn't it? Really? Well, very true. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Of course, it wasn't Steve Bruce. That was the great Ian Danter uh, yes, bringing us absolutely. that. On it's hard to tell, though. It's isn't uncanny, it? isn't it? It's brilliant. Uncanny. Brilliant impersonation. So that's us. Um, I'm here with Charlie tomorrow. You're back for the birthday spread, though, aren't I you? I am. Yes, it's been a bit of a struggle this week. Oh but, yeah. Uh, you, know, you mean the quality's about... up, not up to its usual standard? <laughs> I don't think it is, it's, honestly. You'll always have about... Sir Johnny Weaver. That's right. I've got one Sir Johnny Weaver type <laughs> one this week. It only works if I say it in a certain way. If you can join myself and Charlie from One Great, if not, uh, podcast available tomorrow about 4.30. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 